We'll return to reading from Padamalai. This is uh, on page 333. What benefit do those who have lost their minds gain even if they obtain enormous wealth? What does Ramana mean by those who have lost their minds? He means having lost your true mind and fallen into the ego mind. Because the ego mind is inherently a capitalist mind and somewhere in its agenda, subconsciously or consciously, is the desire to make money. The ego is a capitalist. And that's why that desire for gain, we fell into the state that we are now in as a planet of those who will do anything to make money, including deceive themselves that they're doing it in an ethical and even spiritual way. And it is this losing of the mind, of the discernment, of the clarity and accuracy of what is truly ethical, what is truly in alignment with the will of God, and what is only the will of the ego, and its methods of justification of its actions that are inaccurate, that produce the kind of harsh karma that our world is going through. Worldly riches are never a matter of importance to those true devotees who have in their hearts an abundance of the wealth of grace. How many of you have the wealth of grace? Have you earned that wealth? Because it's the only wealth that you will take with you it's the only wealth that will bear dividends and not bring losses. It is the only wealth that will gain you an exit pass from Maya into the bliss of the real. To true devotees who are leading a life that abounds in the wealth of grace, a life replete with earthly riches is insignificant. For true devotees, the only benefit worth attaining is the blissful wealth of grace. All other kinds of wealth are of no consequence. The heart can only attain fullness through the wealth that is grace, and never through material wealth. And this is because the very focus on material wealth takes you out of grace and puts you into a world that is a casino in which you hope to make money. But money is always made at the expense of someone else who loses. That's the way the system works. And so whenever there is an 
entry into some kind of a relationship or a scheme of money-making, there is a karmic attachment and an account with everyone in such a scheme. And everyone who is in it then is an accomplice to the same greedy karma and then suffers the same loss of grace. And if one enters in and encourages others to do so, then one has become responsible for the fall of many. And so accuracy in relation to money is one of the most extremely important understandings of a yogi. Because if that is not understood, then inaccuracy will follow into every aspect of one's life. Because we have, of course, entered into a world that is ruled by money. Money has become the false god of the world. That god is now failing. The market is collapsing. The laws that have held up the capitalist system are now destroying it. Because the ego has become so corrupted that even money has in its corruption and its loss of whatever validity it might originally have had as a carrier of value is now a carrier only of falseness, only of greed, only of a fiction of wealth that is now being unveiled as empty of meaning and therefore its value will soon collapse in the minds of all of those who have forcibly come to recognize its illusionary existence. And this will bring on what is called a depression. But it is a depression psychologically that brings the depression economically. And this is because the consciousness has lost touch with the real source of value. And therefore, nothing that it touches can retain any illusion of value. Only when possessions and possessor become one and the same will peace abide. In other words, the only possession worth having is God consciousness. But unless you are the possession and the possessor, in other words, you don't just touch into God consciousness and keep it in a vault or in an account, but you realize that you are that, so that there is never any loss of that and never any illusion of gain of it. Does it become real and will peace abide? As long as one's possessions or the possessor of them remain different from each other, it is impossible for the mind to become still. In times of great wealth, the quality that will be the greatest blessing is humility of heart. And in poverty's straitened circumstances, the quality that should shine out 
is a loftiness of mind that confers inner fortitude. What is a loftiness of mind? When Sri Ramana refers to a loftiness of mind, he means the realization that there is only mind. But if one falls into the lower levels of mind that are not lofty, then mind itself becomes deceived into believing it is material and that there is a material body living in a material world. And the realization that all is mind becomes lost. And once the illusion of being a bodily creature in a material world becomes the hegemonic paradigm, then the value that that creature will seek is not God, but money. And it is this fall from grace, this fall into a world in which money is scarce, this fall into a world in which grace is scarce, happens because we lose the one possession that always keeps its value which is the one self, the realization that the world is a dream. Because as soon as you lose touch with the fact that you are the dreamer of it, then you become trapped in the dreams of others. And if the dreams of those others that you are imagining as being real are the dreams of capitalists, who want to take your money at their own profit, then you become a victim of circumstances that are determined by the greed of others. And the only way to avoid falling into the dreams of others who would take your riches and make them theirs is to retain the possession that is the one value that keeps one safe and able to abide in peace, which is the realization that you are the dreamer of your dream. And the only way to improve the conditions of your dream is not as by falling into the depths of illusion and trying to make money in that dream world that will become a nightmare but by redreaming the world as a kingdom of heaven in which wealth is distributed fairly to all. Because all are one in the world of grace. Because there is one consciousness, one self, one love. And it is love that is the source of value, not money. And once we trade in love for that other value, or when our love becomes limited to a few and a loyalty only to a few who we happen to collude with in schemes to make money, then we lose the universal love that is the key to grace. And love that becomes particular becomes love that is also hate. 
it becomes love that once living in duality becomes the source of evil because it is a love that favors some at the expense of others. And it is this duality in which love itself becomes its opposite that must be avoided at all costs. If we fall from the grace of that realization of the divinity of all, and that the true source of wealth is the power of the imagination, the power of love to emanate the wealth that is the creative power to dream the world as filled with all of the kinds of wealth and satisfaction that we could ever need. It is this realization of the power of consciousness that becomes destroyed when we depend upon money instead of on consciousness to bring us to a place of peace. Because it is only the intelligence and the love that determine the nature of the world in which we abide, that will determine the conditions of the lessons that we will have to learn in such a world in order to return to those lofty levels of consciousness in which everything is offered freely without any need, desire, or intention of serving an ego. Because it is such a world that we wish to abide in in which ego illusions do not any longer contaminate the mind and the heart. It is this transformation of the world through the transformation of consciousness by giving our love to the one source of wealth, the one source of grace that is our only salvation. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.